Lee Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go on the range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Vehicle Assurance. Hey, and good morning, and welcome to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearlie with me, who's vacationing. Where does he meet this week? Cabo. Uh, was it Cabo? Was Miami, it Greece? Uh, Pearlie, where are you? All the to you guys. All the Venice? to you guys. Yep. He's all out in... Send you. Uh, sunny, sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Just got done from a little jog. And uh, ready to roll on the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Set down the pina colada at the jog, and uh, meet and I are over here, you know, sipping on hot chocolate and freezing everything. Off. Hopefully, <laughs> it's at least a Bloody Mary, you know, this time of day, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, we formatted the show like a round of golf, and the first segment is the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by Vehicle Assurance. If you need any sort of coverage from your car, for your car, you can reach them at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Uh, check out our social media outlets. Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf Hospitality. LinkedIn is just Jay Delsing, and uh, Pearlie is in charge of Instagram, and we don't know the handle there. So uh, got to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue, uh, Donahue uh, Painting and Refinishing. If you need anything, to refresh your home. Inside, outside, Bob and Kathy not only are great people, but they do great work. 314-805-2132. All right. Today's show. We have got an interview with Randy Carricker. Randy is a staple in the St. Louis uh, sports broadcasting scene. He's one of the top um, trivia sports trivia experts in the country and the world and an all-around great guy. But um, Pearl... First of all, we we talk a little bit about, gosh, here we are in the middle of winter. I thought we should come up with a couple of really simple exercises for some of our, our, uh, our listeners out there to do to, gosh, when you get to our age, probably in our 60s, we're not even maintaining ground. We're losing ground in this offseason. And so uh, that's what I want to uh, reach out and tell the folks today. Hi, you both. You and I agree with this. Uh, working out is key, whether we're 60 and losing ground, gaining ground. I think we're always losing ground after about awfully early uh, ages. And I like uh, some of the ideas that you talked about with band work and, and, and stretching and that kind of stuff. Uh, the other other pieces I want to throw in there that, to uh, bat back and forth with you is uh, a little buddy system helps. And I remember through the years, you and I would just kind of text each other that we did something to kind of, crack a sweat, get the heart going, that kind of thing, because uh, it, it's no good sitting uh, sitting uh, idle for three, four, or five months. No, and we all have the the, the uh, COVID beer and alcohol uh, weight packed on. It's just been a brutal, brutal time. And so one of the things, and these are basic, these are really simple stuff, but um, one of the things I do every morning is I've got this band, and it's... Um, you can get them on all shapes, sizes, colors, uh, resistance, uh, and things like that. And what I do with the band is uh, go through various little uh, exercises. I put the band, um, I'll stretch my arms out, put the band behind, uh, just above my shoulders, behind my neck, and I'll just uh, straighten my arms out, go back and forth, feel the resistance, go nice and slow. I'll also 
uh, stand in the middle of this band, and then I'll do some uh, little arm curls, uh, uh, things like that. Anything with that band work, John, can can really, really help. And, and um, you don't need to go lifting a bunch of weight to, to make a difference. I totally agree with that. I think reps is where it's at. And the other thing is, Jay, you and I have talked about, and it's easy to do, just go Google. Go Google uh, golf exercises, golf stretches, that kind of stuff. I guess at the end of the day, if you can get a little bit of cardio in and you can do stretching, uh, which I would kind of, you know, pick in, uh, put in there somewhere with uh, the band work, uh, I think that's the way to go. Just something to uh, to keep us growing through this downtime. Yeah, there's no question, Pearl. Back when, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, there was no such thing as TPI, which is, stands for Tylus Performance Institute. And now it's the staple with which the guys on the PGA Tours and the Corn Ferry, the LPGA, it's what they use to work out with. But you don't need to go to that degree. Just some stretches. How about just, um, you know, basically, you know, your feet shoulder width apart and, you know, right hand to left toe and back up and down and get, stretch that hamstring out. And uh, just things like that can make a gigantic difference in your game because people ask all the time, how do I hit it farther? How do I do this? How do I do that? You don't do it without flexibility. You've got to keep that body moving. The flexibility is absolutely huge. And, again, I'll go back to the online uh, things you can see for golf exercises. You know, Jay, when, if you remember when you and I were in college, they were really kind of pushing back against lifting weights and doing certain exercises. It was kind of taboo across the board. And I think it's pretty established now what, what works, what's appropriate. And that's why I think it's, it's worthwhile going on and, uh, and checking some of it out. And then if you want a good laugh, you can go get that uh, video where Phil Mickelson was telling you how to do some stretching and stuff like that. The <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. But, and I love your idea about calling a buddy and you guys kind of being accountable for one another. And you know what? We're talking about three or four times a week. And, you're, and we're also talking about 15 minutes, John. We're not talking about a lot. And then, you know, getting up off the couch and getting some cardio helps a lot. Um, Okay, this new segment that we've installed in the show this year is called the Tip of the Cap. It's brought to you by the Dean Team of Kirkwood. If you need a car, any sort of car, 314-966-0303. Today, my Tip of the Cap goes out to my dear friends from Jackson, Missouri, the Williams family, Jim Sr., Shana, and Jimmy. Jimmy got himself a new heart this past year, and I was sitting at a table with the two Jims when they got what they called the call where the hospital called and said they had a heart. It was the perfect match. This young man has been through hell. He's got the greatest attitude. I'm a better person for having met him. He's 11 years old. You can follow him on Facebook, be one of his prayer warriors. But that's the kit, the tip of the hat, the tip of the cap today. And it's brought to you by the Dean team of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. That's going to wrap up the On the Range segment, but don't go anywhere. Pearlie and I will be back. We've got an interview with Randy Carricker. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're talking to Jay Delsing. And wait, oh, sorry, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Golf with Jay Delsing. Oh, yeah, let me start it. <laughs> Wilson Pools Plus has been beautifying homes in the metro St. Louis area for over 30 years. They're a family-owned, full-service pool company. Whether you want to add a pool, landscaping, patios, or just have them service your existing pools, Wilson Pools Plus can handle any job. You can reach them at 314-421-1301 
or if you're calling from the east side, 618-632-2386. You can also check them out on the web at wilsonpoolsplus.com. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America, based in St. Louis, Missouri. I want to welcome Vehicle Assurance to the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Vehicle Assurance has been in business for over 10 years. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is one of the reasons they have over 1 million satisfied customers. They are known for their painless claims process and their premium vehicle protection plan. If you have a car, they have the correct coverage for you. Find them at VehicleAssurance.com or call them at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, The Ultimate Virtual Golfing Experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, head to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rates may apply. Void but prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. I want you to grab a partner and join this golf league. It's a top golf swing suite golf tournament with Jay Delsing. It's going to be on Wednesdays and Thursdays in February. The dates will be announced. It's at the Four Seasons Hotel in downtown St. Louis. What do you get? You're going to get four rounds on one of the world's great golf courses on the Top Golf Simulator. You're going to get two adult beverages a night and an appetizer a night, and it's going to be four rounds. It's, call me at 314-378-0235 for more information or reach out to me at j at jdelsingolf.com. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Front Nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me, vacationing in Arizona. Meet and I are in the ESPN studios. He's taking good care of us. And this is The Front Nine, brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. September 1st, well, September 6th through 12th, 2021, Norwood Hills, baby. It's the place to be. It's going to be a great field, a great tournament. Come on out and watch some golf and uh, in, in the loo. Um, all right. We have got this interview with Randy Carricker. Let's go listen to what the St. Louis broadcasting legend has to say. All we can ask for is fans is a chance and an opportunity from you to leave because clearly we are getting that from our own. Thank you. Randy Carricker is brought to you by Golden Tee. 
We're both native St. Louisans. We have a uh, similar age. I got you by a couple of years. Um, but one of the things that is almost as long as I can remember, I have been listening to your voice first on KMOX and now on uh, 101 ESPN, which is a great station. And um, it, it's 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 got to be thrilling when you look back at the lineage that KMOX has produced. And you're one of those guys, man, with – Jack Buck, Joe Buck, Bob Costas, you know, uh, all of these major guys, and, and you're part of that cast. It's incredible. Well, and, and a lot of radio and a lot of life is being in the right place at the right time. And, you know, I got into radio. The reason that I became a broadcaster or wanted to become a broadcaster is because it became pretty clear to me pretty early that I wasn't going to be athletic enough to be a pro athlete. So I always listened to KMOX. I always listened to Jack Buck when I was a kid. And I, he was just such a fun guy and seemed like he was having so much fun on the radio that I'm 10, 11, 12 years old in my kitchen and at some point decided, you know what, I, I would like to do that. I would like to be like that guy. And I grew up listening to that station, whether it was Jack Carney in the morning or Bob Hardy and Rex Davis or earlier before them or in the afternoon, Ann Keefe. I listened to that station all the time, and it was always on in our house. And it was just a natural thing for me to want to, to work there. So uh, when I went to college, I went to Lindenwood, where Robert Hyland, the general manager at KMOX, was the chairman of the board. And I'm thinking, well, he, he's the chairman of the board here. He's the general manager there. I had this all planned out. Well, there's no doubt that he'll hire me when I get out of college. <laughs> and uh, I wind, wind up getting an internship there and wound up getting a job there. As it turns out, I was the only person from my class at Lindenwood that wound up with a job at KMOX. But then those names that you mentioned, I walk in and I'm producing for Bob Costas. I'm producing for Jack Buck and uh, Dan Deardorff and Dan Kelly. And it was a, a very early doctorate for me in how to go about broadcasting the right way. Well, Randy, you're such a respectful guy. I can't imagine you must have been like a sponge when you walked in there. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And uh, I've always been somebody who really liked sports, and I've always been to re- able to retain sports. But to be able to go in and talk to these guys who not only knew sports but had lived sports and been through so many broadcasting wars – that was the main thing that I wanted to do was just listen to those people and listen to their stories. And even now, when I talk to Bob or when I talk to Dan Deardorff, uh, the, the thing for me, I, I, I like to hear their stories. When I get those guys on the air, that's my favorite part of it. It has nothing to do with talking sports or uh, talking broadcasting stories. It's, it's what they've done in life that I want to hear about. Well, Randy, I totally agree. What we try to do on our show is exactly what you and I are doing now, talking about how the hell did these two St. Louis sports nut kids, you know, get to be our age and feel like we're not really don't have a job. We get to talk sports. We get to play some sports and and hang out with these other really, really, truly great athletes. It's, It's a really good gig. It's amazing. And I think about it, Jay, from the time I was 15 years old, my first job was working in a self-service gas station in Creefcore. And I really, uh, honestly, I, I didn't have to work that hard. And my second job was as an usher at Bush Stadium. I was an on-field guard for the Cardinals in 1981, 82, part of 83. I guess part of 80, 81, 82, part of 83. And I go from there 
right to KMOX. Uh, I was an intern. I got a part-time job, got a full-time job. So what you just said couldn't be more right about me. I've never had to work. And I've told you, I just switched to mornings in May on 101 ESPN. I had never had a job in my life that I had to wake up in the morning for. I was working sporting events as an usher. I was working sporting events as a broadcaster, being able to go to games. So here I am at the age of 58, what, 43 years into my broadcasting and, and professional career, and I finally have a job where I have to listen to an alarm and get up in the morning. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And, Randy, talk a little bit about you hosted the really the marquee sports show at KMOX, the Sports Open Line, and I grew up just like you did. KMOX was always on, and now it's ESPN is always on at my house. But that Sports Open Line was really something because you never knew what you were going to get. No, it was so iconic, and we did have the incredible names. When you think about the fact, well, I I can tell you a quick story. When I was producing, I guess it was 1986, uh, I was producing Open Line, and I had been there for three years. I started in 83, and I was doing some on-air stuff. I was doing overnight sportscasts, but I was still producing on the weekend. And we were getting ready for the AFC and NFC championship games on Sunday. This was a Saturday night. And for our Saturday evening show, I've got Bob Costas, who's the host of the AFC Championship game on NBC, and Dan Deerdorf, who is doing the national radio broadcast for CBS. That's pretty amazing when one station can have people at the the two focal events of a particular weekend in the whole country like that. But to be able to walk in and first of all, learn from and, and get the respect of, that was the big thing for me. I'll never forget one time, uh, I was producing a show for Bob Costas, and I gave him an answer to a question. Somebody called in, and he didn't remember right off the top of his head, and I, and I reminded him. And he said something like, uh, Randy Carricker tells us, because Randy Carricker knows everything. And uh, I felt like, okay, well, if Bob Costas is going to say about that about me, I, I should really feel good. And then when Dan Deerdorf left football to to get into broadcasting, my first full-time job as a broadcaster, was producing Dan Deardor's Sports Open Line on KMOX. So I, I got an opportunity to learn from those guys. And then, like you said, a couple of years later, had the chance to start doing pre- and post-game open lines on Cardinal broadcasts and then eventually taking over that show. And to grow up listening to that iconic show and then to be the host and get complimented by people like Jack and Dan and Bob Costas about the job that I was doing, that was one of the thrills of my career and my life. You know, Randy, that's just awesome stuff. And, and um, I want to talk a little bit later about your, your ability to retain sports. That's an understatement of anything that I've ever heard in my entire damn life. But uh, And um, of all of those big names, did anyone – I think I know this answer, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. Did Who had the biggest influence on you? Who helped you or affected you the most? Well, there's no doubt that Jack Buck was the biggest influence in my professional life. And uh, first of all, like I said, uh, he was just an inspiration for me to get into the business. And he was so good to me when I got there in the 80s, when I got to KMOX. And when I decided that uh, – or not I decided, I, I – I figured I was going to make the move to try to get on the air from being a producer. And one of our overnight broadcasters left at KMOX, and for about 
two weeks, three weeks, we had a newscaster reading the sports overnight on KMOX. And I went into Mr. Highland's office. He was notoriously early. He really literally got to work at midnight. And I was working till one thirty in the morning because I was doing the overnight sports. So one night before I left, I stopped into his office and said, Mr. Highland, here we are, the sports voice of America, and we've got a news guy doing our sports cast. I'm a sports guy. I'm here every single day. Why don't I do the overnight sports cast? And uh, he said, well, uh, give me a tape. I said, okay. So I got him a tape the next day. Jack Buck comes into the office, as he did every day. He said, what's going on? And I said, uh, you know, just working on a tape here, trying to get it to Mr. Highland. And he said, you want to do the overnight sports? And I said, yeah, sure, I do. And so he went into Mr. Highland's office, took the tape with him, and uh, said, let the kid do the overnight sports. Jack was a sports director at the time, and pretty much everything that he said with Mr. Highland went. And lo and behold, that night, I was doing the overnight sports. Uh, Cardinal postgame open line job opens up. The guy who was doing our postgame open lines left to become the voice of the Indiana Pacers, still is, a guy named Mark Boyle. Uh, Jack comes in the next day like he always did. And I said, hey, I'd like to do the post-game open lines. He goes into Mr. Highland's office and says, let the kid do the post-game open lines. Mr. Highland did. Uh, Eventually, I wound up when Joe Buck was doing the Cardinals and was gone on weekends to do Fox games, Jack Buck goes into Mr. Highland and says, let the kid do the games. So he was really the guy who pushed me along in my career. I don't know why he liked me so much, but I, I couldn't be more appreciative. He was really, really good to me. And I can tell you definitively, Jay, that if if it weren't for Jack Buck, I wouldn't be talking to you as a broadcaster right now. I'd be doing something else. Yeah, boy, he was he was such a terrific person. I've heard you mention that several times. And uh, gosh, uh, we certainly miss that, that man a lot. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm visiting with Randy Carricker, host of his show, uh, Carricker and Smallman, uh, from 7 to 10 on 101 ESPN. Randy, some of the things when I did my prep for this stuff, you have hosted the top-rated show in St. Louis, the, the Fast Lane, which you just moved off of. You also had um, quite a few really interesting guests when you hosted uh, some of the Rams pregame shows and stuff. Uh, and, and God rest the, the late Jim Hannafin, so one of the coolest human beings you'll ever get to meet. And you also were with Coach Venturi and – just those two guys alone is a, is a handful, aren't they? Oh, man, if you want to hear stories, life and football stories, you couldn't wind up with a better pair. And Jim Hannafin was another guy that was an influence on my career because uh, the first press conference I ever did in my life was a Jim Hannafin press conference, and he took note of it, and I was introduced to him. And then I was uh, – we at KMOX had the football Cardinal games, so I would go and help Jack Buck record his pregame shows – so I got to know him pretty well, and when he got to town the second time with the Rams as the offensive line coach, you remember Dick Vermeil had this unbelievable coaching staff with five former head coaches, and Hanny made it a point, uh, if he saw me and one of those coaches in the hallway or at lunch or out on the practice field, he introduced me to each and every one of those coaches and said, this is Randy Carricker. I've known him since he was about this tall, and he'd hold his hand four feet off the ground. He said, he's a good guy. Take care of him. And so that just made it validated me with that Rams coaching staff and with the entire organization. He was great. And he was another guy, Jay, when we talk about listening, I mean, Jim Hannafin had the best stories of anybody 
that I've ever heard. He was just great. And Coach Venturi, I'm still in touch with him. It's funny because he always calls me his broadcasting mentor. He's now the analyst for Colts broadcasts on uh, the, the Colts radio network. And we, when he texted me before the season, he said, hey, I just wanted to tell my mentor I'm going to be doing these games. I'm a 74-year-old rookie, and he's doing a great job of it. And I, I'm so happy for him that he's been able to maintain a life in football, which he dearly loves. But you talk about a guy with stories that goes all the way back to when he was a, a coach in his 20s in college, a 32-year-old head coach at Northwestern. He coached with Belichick. He coached with Saban. And, yeah, he's got some unbelievable stories. He's, he's great. You sit there, Randy, and think about Jim Hannafin and Rick Venturi, and you think about the players that have run through their eyes, who they have seen, who they have coached. It is a, just a who's who and all. In a, a Hall of Fame sort of resume. Yeah, it, it really is. And especially with Hanny, because uh, Jay, as you know, he's regarded as the best offensive line coach in the history of the league. But when you think about the fact that he had people like Dan Deerdorf and Conrad Dobler and Orlando Pace and Jim Lachey and Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, he had so many Hall of Famers and near Hall of Famers, guys that probably should be in the Hall of Fame, and he coached him up. He, he, the story with Orlando is great. He brought him aside one time in the meeting room and said, look, if you don't wind up in Canton, it's your own fault. It's nobody else's. And that kind of propelled Orlando and inspired him to be as great as he was as a football player. And he, he changed the sport. He, he changed the way the offensive linemen block in the NFL, and he had such a great personality. He had such an ability to get the most out of people that he was coaching. He he had a great personality for it. He knew everything about it. He was pretty much the ideal coach because you could learn everything you wanted to learn from him, but he also had that ability. His personality was one that got people to give the most to him. Yeah, it's he, he had one of those sort of voices, Randy. When he spoke, you just your head kind of turned, you know. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "What do you say?" Well, I, you know, he's one of those few people that when he spoke, and it was always colorful. <laughs> and he, so he coached in Atlanta for a couple of years after he left here. He coached in Atlanta in, I believe, it was '86 and '87, maybe maybe '87, '88. But uh, remember, Bill Fralick, the offensive lineman for the Falcons. And he was a rookie under Hanny. And the Falcons practice facility sat up a hill and was on one side of kind of a, a like a, a valley. So you had the practice fields below, down a hill. And then when it, it went up the other side of the hill, there was a fenced-in area with like a kinder care on the other side. And the Falcons, during training camp, are running an offensive line drill. It's a one-on-one drill. And Freilich is a young player, and Hanny has been kind of frustrated with him. And Freilich just dominates a defensive lineman. And with a bunch of four- and five-year-olds at a fence on the other side of the practice facility, so looking down this hill at the Falcons' practice, Hanny goes up to Freilich, grabs him by the face mask, and said, that's the way to blank and knock his blank and blank off. And all these little kids go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never heard anything like it. But that was such Hanny. It was, it was perfect. Okay, so that's going to wrap up the first half of the Randy Carricker interview. I just love, Jay, when he's talking about uh, all the stories that he enjoys and how as a young man he got into the, uh, the career as a sportscaster early. You can just, you can just feel his uh, passion for 
for his career. Just love it. We've heard that consistently from superstars, and here, here's another one. It's right, Pearl, isn't it? It's it's one of those those traits that uh, all of the greats really have. Absolutely. All right, so uh, that's going to wrap up the front nine. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have the second half of the Randy Carricker interview on the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, head to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rates may apply. Void were prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra, Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsings. I want to tell you about a strength training fitness program that helped me and that can help you. It's called 20 Minutes to Fitness. They have two locations, one in Clayton and one in Chesterfield. Every time you go to the gym with 20 Minutes to Fitness, you work with a professional trainer. They take you through specific machines and with specific exercises that are designed to help your golf game. We're talking about strength, flexibility, and those two components are huge to help you improve your game. Visit 20MinutesToFitness.com. Your first session is absolutely free. Get off the couch and get in shape. Don't miss the hottest rookie class in PGA Tour Champions history. Stars like Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, and more compete at Norwood Hills Country Club September 6th through the 12th. Join legends Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, and Hale Irwin to celebrate the PGA Tour Champions' newest event. Professional golf returning to St. Louis in 2021. The Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. Tickets, clubhouse passes, hospitality suites, pro-am foursomes on sale now. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. Wilson Pools Plus has been beautifying homes in the metro St. Louis area for over 30 years. They're a family-owned, full-service pool company. Whether you want to add a pool, landscaping, patios, or just have them service your existing pools, Wilson Pools Plus can handle any job. You can reach them at 314-421-1301, or if you're calling from the east side, 618-632-2386. You can also check them out on the web at wilsonpoolsplus.com. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. 
Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay, and I got Pearly with me. Brad Barnes taking good care of us here in the ESPN studios. And we are headed to the back nine, brought to you by the Farmers Insurance Group uh, and Ed Fogelbach Agency. If you need any sort of insurance product, product whatsoever, call Ed at 314-398-0101. He's a great guy. He'll take good care of you. All right, Pearly, we are going to jump right into the remainder of the Randy Carricker interview. Let's go there now. The Rams and the Baltimore Ravens wrapping up the preseason in just a few moments here on 101 ESPN. Our chance to visit with Jim Hannafin, as we do every week. Coach, great to have you with us. It's always great to be with you, Andy. Randy Carricker is brought to you by Golden Tee. I just wanted to mention some of the things you did early in your career. You did some SIU basketball uh, for CCIN, and you also hosted uh, uh, the, uh, the the fun, popular game called Chalk Talk. And, and uh, gosh, that seems like 100 years ago now. Yeah, it, that was funny, and, and it was fun. When I was offered that job by Charter Communications at the time, now it's Spectrum, that was uh, in 2000, and I went to the general manager at KMOX, and uh, the the previous general manager had left. He'd gone to Chicago, and my contract was coming up at KMOX, and I asked if I could do TV. I had always been allowed to do TV, and I said, hey, can I, can I do this? And they were going to pay me reasonably well at Charter, and they said, no, we don't want you doing any television at all. Well, they had other people doing TV. I don't know why they didn't want me to, but um, I, I had an opportunity to go to KTRS, and my big opportunity was to go to Charter. So I made that decision that I would pass on the KMOX offer and go to Charter. And part of that was Chalk Talk. And it was McGraw-Millhaven, who's been at KTRS forever. And it started with Malcolm Briggs and wound up being Demetrius Johnson on one of the chairs and Tony Twist. And we had such a great time. And it was just a, such a freewheeling. It was almost like a local access show but we had these great big personalities that participated in it. And it really was a game, and it was a half-hour show, and we did it every week. But the, the thing that I remember, Jay, is the guys. Just it, it was like being in a locker room when you had all those guys together. And we, we had a wonderful time. And it, it was really it, it was cool for me to get into the TV realm, and we did so much more. We did a lot of college and high school basketball Uh, You mentioned SIU. We did the best high school football game of the week and the best high school basketball game of the week for years, uh, about 14 years we wound up doing it. And it it was really a great experience for me. But uh, certainly the highlight of doing all of that for Charter at the time was was doing the, the work with those three guys on Chalk Talk. Yeah, that that was really fun. It seemed like you guys could have had that. You could have done that show for two hours instead of thirty minutes. That thing went by in a blink. Yeah, and the, the thing was, it, it went by so fast because we were having so much fun. There was never a day that we did that show that we didn't have a great time. And I, I really, I think they could have kept it going. We had a lot of layoffs at that time. Charter lost a lot of money, but I think that that would have been a valuable thing for them, especially the games, because we don't have that now. And I think that's not necessarily a, a public service, but that's a valuable piece of property that we just don't have access to. And I wonder with, and, and we do with prep casts, people can watch games on the internet, but I think it was pretty cool to be able to sit down, especially 
players with their parents, sit down with a remote control, sit back and watch the game that they played the night before on TV locally. Yeah, that's pretty special. So now, Randy, tell us, I know, I know, no, no, how much you love the game of golf. When did it bite you? And let's talk about your golf game a little bit. All right. We, well, I, I actually took lessons when I was in sixth grade. And I, I was not good. I had the, the old clubs. I, I had real wood woods. <laughs> we all did when we Me were too. at our age, right, Jay? Yeah. Uh, so I, I got a chance to swing the club a little bit, and I've always enjoyed like getting out and practicing, but I never really got out and started playing a lot until I was 25 years old. And I bought a set of Ram irons, and I got out and played St. Anne Golf Course, and I played pretty much when I first started, and I just felt myself getting better and better. And I thought, you know what? This, this is fun. I will say that the first time I was ever out on a course – and actually, it wasn't with my Ram clubs. It was with a, a set of, like, $49 at the time Northwestern clubs. And I was thinking, this should be easy. This ball's not moving. I can hit it. And I hit a worm burner to the right. And I did, and this was 25-year-old Randy, so give me a break. Right. I, I did break a, a three-wood over my knee. Uh, just stupid. And I, I'm walking up and uh, with two pieces of club in my hand saying, I'm never going to be good enough to do this. This is really <laughs> stupid. So uh, I haven't uh, broken a club since, but uh, I would say that that 25, 26 years old, it really bit me. And then as you play more and you start to hit some shots and start to get an idea of what you're doing, uh, that's when I I really felt like, okay, I can go out and play. And I'm by no means great, but I have a great time doing it. And the big thing for me, Jay, is that when I get out on a course and I hit bad shots, now I know why I'm hitting bad shots. It doesn't mean the next shot I hit is going to be great, but at least I understand what I did wrong. And that, to me, is the greatest thing. Of, two of the greatest things about golf are, number one, understanding that, but also understanding that you're never going to be perfect. It's the impossible game to master. Right. Randy, in 2018, the PGA Championship came to town, and I know I'm biased. I am a baseball junkie i baseball is my first true love in my life but i believe what happened at bell reeve with tiger with kepka and that whole scene and the way that it unfolded i think that was one of the biggest sports events that ever happened to st louis and now ascension's bringing a tournament to norwood in large part because of that and what was your take on the on the pga championship at bell reeve in 2018 I, I th- I'm like you. I thought it was phenomenal. And number one, we had missed out on Tiger in for because of 9/11. In 2001, he was supposed to play here, and because of 9/11, that tournament was canceled. So we really hadn't had the opportunity to see Tiger Woods here. So we get to 2018. It's the hundredth PGA Championship. Uh, the Rams have left. People are still bothered by the fact that somebody called us bad sports fans when we are the best sports fans in America. And everything worked out ideally because he was in the hunt. We had such massive crowds, and we supported sports like we always do. And we were able to develop this relationship with Tiger, and especially on Sunday. And I I know he thought it was cool because so many people in August are dressed up in their Cardinal red. He's dressed up in his Tiger red, and it was almost like we were – 
we were wearing Tiger gear for him, and, and I know he loved it and appreciated it. And I, I, I was just going through some of the old footage, uh, now three-year-old footage, two-year-old footage of him and the way he talked about uh, the fans here and how positive everybody was. And somebody like Tiger, as great as he is, he doesn't always get positive response. So he really appreciated it. But I think you mentioned the other part of this that I think goes a a little bit underrated. And that's that as much as we love Tiger and everybody in America does, Brooks Kepka felt like he was being cheered for too. And I think that's a really important part of this is that at the end of the day, the champion felt like, okay, not only are they Tiger fans, but they're rooting for me too. And he got a thunderous applause when he won that tournament on Sunday afternoon too. So I think for me, in terms of the events that have been brought to St. Louis, and this is not just this is not events like we've had our, our teams bring here, but when you look at wrestling championships and the Frozen Four and the other golf tournaments that we've had here, for me, the the 1994 Olympic Festival. For me, that's number one. I don't think that there's a a real second place for me. We've had great boxing events here in the past. Uh, We've had some uh, really good things happen. But, Jay, for me, uh, aside from the things that our own teams have done, that's number one. Yeah, you know, Randy, it's interesting because I've been to the World Series, to every World Series game that we've had here in the last 25 years, and it's just certainly special. But when you look at the magnitude of the PGA Championship, and it was played, over 200 million people watched that event, and I think 500 countries, nothing we have in town can even compare. No, and that shows, A, how big golf is, but B, when you put those numbers to it, that shows how big Tiger is and how much he moves the needle from a global perspective. It's not just in America. Every time that he plays, it's a big deal. Heck, look a couple of weeks ago. We saw him playing with his son, and his son has become a superstar simply because he's he's Tiger Woods' son. But I couldn't agree with you anymore. He is a guy that changes everything. And I think specifically for that tournament here in town, when you look at what has happened with the golf economy here in town and the people that became interested in getting out on a course or buying clubs or – taking lessons a lot of it is because and the ascension tournament too uh, i think that you'll agree is here in large part because tiger woods was at that pga championship here in st louis oh randy there's no doubt what in my opinion and i i was just out in college when wayne gretzky when pocklington told gretzky to make uh, null and um mm-hmm. in los angeles and and we used to go to hockey games in Los Angeles, my buddy Pearly and I, and wait till the puck dropped. And then, Randy, we go sit on the glass. There weren't 3,000 people in the forum. Nobody uh-huh. watched hockey. Wayne Gretzky comes down, and what he did in those next five to ten years, you know, every single NHL player should kiss Wayne's ass because he raised the water level for everybody financially, you know, and took this thing to a big level. And Tiger, you know, what Jack and Arnold have done for the game, you know, we can't even talk about what because they actually, you know, put it on the map and did such great things for it. But Tiger, not only has he made it cool, not only has he opened doors that that should have been open long ago, but he's brought in corporate America in a huge way. Okay, so John, we just got a couple minutes here left on the on the back nine, but 
there's there's something about those sports stories and those stories that come at either inopportune times or unexpected times. I could just sit there and listen to them all day. Absolutely, and I just like to look into the patterns of these successful folks, whether they're athletes, sports announcers, business people. And I'll tell you, Jay, one thing that's pretty consistent is somehow they ran into a superstar mentor. And, uh, and Randy being able to be around Jack Buck and Jack having his back time and time again, man, you can't write that. You, I don't know how you get that other than, I guess, do a good job, be a good guy. So people like Jack Buck want to say good things about you and want to give you a, a leg up. Yeah, that's right. Boy, what a, what a what a cool story. All right, that's going to wrap up the back nine. But don't go anywhere. On the Michelob Ultra 19th hole, we are going to have a Whack and Chase episode. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Extraordinary effort deserves recognition. The management team at Marcone would like to say thank you to our over 500 employees and their families. Your dedication and commitment to our success has been so steadfast that we are experiencing another incredible year. At a time when many businesses are struggling, your performance has exceeded expectations. Every idea shared and every opportunity seized by you has led us to new heights. So, thank you. Marcone is based in St. Louis, Missouri and is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. When you join out at Whitmore, there's 90 holes of golf. Uh, you get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, large pool complex, tennis. Man, they've just got great family-oriented stuff. And if you get over there, you got to go in the golf shop, and you have to say hello to my friend Bummer. Bummer is just a delightful guy that would love to help you and your family with your golf game. He and his staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events are available all year long. If your family is looking for a place where you can hang out, have fun, enjoy good food, golf, sports, just a family-friendly atmosphere, you got to go to Whitmore Country Club. You can reach them at 636 636- Nine two six nine six two two. Professional golf returns to St. Louis in 2021. The Ascension Charity Classic, presented by Emerson. Stars like Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, and more compete at Norwood Hills Country Club, September 6th through the 12th. Tickets, clubhouse passes, hospitality suites, and pro-am foursomes are on sale now. All proceeds go to North St. Louis County Charities. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com or call 314-938-2828. PGA Tour Golf is back in the loo. The Ascension Charity Classic. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Uh, Jay and John are here. Brad Barnes is taking good care of us. And we are at the Michelob Ultra 19th hole, our favorite part of the end of the round. And we are going right to 
a Whack and Chase episode. I hope you enjoy it. Boys, I don't know how this happened. I think we got a missed call. Wrong number, but he's joining us for Whack and Chase anyways. (laughs) That's perfect. Uh, Andrew is our guy, and he's live now. Andrew, thanks for hanging in there with us, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Where are you calling from, Andrew? I'm out in uh, St. Peter's. Oh, fantastic. We got a local guy right on, man. We appreciate the, uh, the call. You bet. Well, hey, tell us uh, what question you've got for Jay on your uh, on your golf game, and let's get this uh, rodeo started here. Well, you know, now that the uh, the cold weather seems to be pretty well entrenched here in, in St. Louis, um, one of the things that always bugs me come springtime is how much rust I have to shake off my game. So I'm kind of wondering if you have any thoughts on, on how I can stay sharp over the winter without you know being able to play a lot. No, man, that's a great question. You know, we um, we talk about that during the show, Pearl, all the time to try to help, you know, guys when we, we get such lousy weather. you Because know, there feel- there's things you can do in the winter. I know, and and nobody feels like doing anything, yeah. you know, because it's, uh, it's yeah. It's well, fun. some of your sponsors and got people like me just fly down every other weekend, play uh, play down in the Bahamas, uh, play down in Florida. Is he confusing that's me so with him? Brutal, is that, what, that, is that what's so happening? Brutal. This guy is just brutal. Turn his had microphone. had a vacation in years. Turn his microphone Gosh. off, Hey, man. don't forget about Andrew here now for crying out loud. So, Andrew, tell us a little bit when it's rusty in the spring. What's the hardest part? Where does it where does it get you? Because you kind of we can kind of sense you're already to get anxious about, God, I hate starting that out. So where does it mostly kick your butt I, I think generally it's probably with my irons okay and just you know making solid contact you know my swing just kind of seems to, to leave me a little bit um God, with we, the irons especially you know driver is okay and um yeah just with the irons that it's just not there yeah, Jay, Jay, come back. Jay, we talk about that fairly often. One, it's normally a little bit softer. It's a little bit cooler. That ball sits down. It is harder to make that contact. Our bodies aren't moving. All kinds of things like that. And the other thing is the golf courses are, in, are, are not in prime shape. The grass is long. You know, we, we typically get a lot of rain and a lot of wind in the spring, and it's the hardest conditions to play in, and we haven't been playing. And it's kind of, kind of like somebody just comes up and gives us a double whammy. It's like, I'm so excited to play. My swing feels like crap. I don't know where the ball's going, and the golf course is in its you know difficult condition. So tell us a little bit about your background, uh, Andrew. What, what kind of game have you got, and how long have you been playing? Uh, I'm around a nine index now. Oh, um, very good. I'm I'm 47, so I've been playing since I was like 12 or 13. Um, my my best years were you know when I was in high school and I was able to you know get out and play every day. Now I, I play. I try to play at least nine holes once a week and get out and hit balls once a week. Um, well, that's one thing he's got to remember now, Jay, because that spring's tough at 47. Let me tell you something. It's a hell of a lot tougher at 60. Yeah. So keep <laughs> keep in mind, Andrew, it's not going to get any easier. So we, I'm glad we, you're we, calling in for some ideas. And we're both at the 60 range, so we both hate you for those 13 years, <laughs> Andrew. That's for sure. Hey, Andrew, what kind of things have you done to try to fix the, you know, so what? tell me to what prepare. you've tried to, to, to do or prepare for, uh, you know, for the for trying to manage this thing. Well, so one thing this year, you know, with the uh, the pandemic and the lockdown this spring, I actually I bought a net for at home. So I am able to, you know, go out in the garage and, and hit some balls once in a while. Um, so I think that's going to help. God, don't sure. you, Andrew, don't you just always hit it pure into that net, though? It's just, well, isn't it so sweet how good that makes you feel? 
I have to assume, yeah. If I, you know, I feel good. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's going perfect, even though I can't see it flying. <laughs> Hey Andrew, are you an exercise guy at all? What kind of uh, do you are, are you in pretty decent shape? Because a lot of times, what happens to us um, is we're not getting nearly as much, especially as we get a little older. We're not getting nearly as much exercise, you know. And so all of a sudden, the weather turns good. We want to hop up off the couch and get out there, and it's like, man, we haven't really done much um, physical activity in you know a couple months. Yeah, I walk on the treadmill a few times a week, but other than that, I don't really do a ton of exercise. I do walk most of my rounds too during the year, so I, you know, I think that keeps me in, in pretty decent shape. I, I love, love that. that. I, I love, love it that. Too, I'll man. tell you, if that I could, music if, to our ears. If I could wave a magic wand on one thing, and especially if you're under thirty, you should walk to play this game. I know. I it agree. Is, it is such a miss opportunity that we're we're in carts all the time. So one of our questions to kind of get us kind of our minds around this thing is, what are you wanting that results to be? How do you want that? How would you say, what would you feel good about that would happen to you in the spring? I would say if I feel, um, you know, once once the season starts, if, if I feel just confident enough that I, you know, I don't feel like I'm kind of searching for my swing. You know, when when the season starts, back you don't want to you don't want to quit by the end of May, is what you're saying, yeah, right? You're, right. You're, you don't want to. Yeah. So, Andrew. So, what's interesting is um, here's a couple of things that I'm going to tell you about. Focus on your fundamentals, especially okay. with your irons. Ball position is going to be huge, Andrew. When when you're away from the game, I love the fact that you're getting a net. And, and you have a net, and at least you get to swing. And the fact that you walk on the treadmill a couple, three times a week is a great sign. You keep blood pumping and your body moving. So that, that's not going to be as big a challenge for you. But but the fundamentals are huge. And we got to make sure that that ball position stays in the right spot. And for your iron, start with your six iron and put that in the middle of your stance and make sure that your hands stay ahead of it. Okay. okay, we want you, especially at a nine index, you know what it's like to hit that nice crisp iron shot. You hit down on that ball. My guess is there's so much going on in your mind when the springtime rolls around that the fundamentals slip away. The ball's not in the right position for because for a good player like you, we get that ball in the right position and you can still hit your driver. You're, I don't, Andrew, I don't think your swings as off as your fundamentals are off. And what okay. happens, bud, is when that ball goes forward, your hands go behind, and that's almost impossible to keep the club face square. You'll hit fades and slices from there. But but Jay, I, draws but, and hooks and slices. But sorry. Jay, I would watch too. And we've we certainly mentioned this about spring play. Is watch the expectations because the ball doesn't go as far. Your no body's doubt. not moving. The ball's not as live. Even when we're out there in the spring, we say, "Hey, it's a great day. It's sixty-eight degrees." A ball in sixty-eight degrees sitting down in that soft ground versus ninety-two degrees or ninety degrees sitting in firm ground—two completely different things. So that's seven iron that maybe goes one. 58, 160, that thing's plan on 48, 49, 150, don't oh, you think? Oh, absolutely. Always, in that springtime, Andrew, always take one extra club. All I mean, it's it's a, we, we've been telling folks that, gosh, when my dad was still alive, yeah. and he would never do it. He goes, I got the right club. I'm like, oh, hell. <laughs> well, yeah, dead. because last year I hit a seven iron from here. I, Why can't I, I do this right now? I know. Well, last year, the last thing you remembered was a warm October day, right. and you could do it. So, Jay, throw out something that maybe Andrew can uh, relate to on when you've come off of a long winter being up in, yep. in, in St. Louis and you didn't you didn't play for some time or if you can remember some 
other tour player that took a long time off. Maybe they were hurt. I'm thinking in terms of Tiger Wood. Yep. Uh, my little stories. I remember when Tiger came back from one of his big injuries when he was gone a lot. You're talking about Rusty. That guy came out. If you remember, he's chili dipping and sculling the thing all over the place and shooting these huge numbers. So it's a tough transition whether you're Andrew at a nine index or you're a tour player that's a superstar. Andrew, we went down, John Caddy for me, and I was down playing in the Tucson Open. It was the first event of the year, and we had a commitment to each other. When we were anywhere in between shots, I was always taking one extra club. Uh-huh. always taking one extra club. You know what, Andrew? I didn't have – I remember just hitting some of the most beautiful irons that week, John, because I didn't feel like I had to smash it. Yep. You know, and, and, and Andrew, one of the things that makes us anxious is the thought that we might not hit it well. And if you've got this history of the springtime being kind of a pain in the ass, you're going to go, I got to hit I – want, I want to hit this ball crisply. I want my six iron to go the right distance, and it puts pressure on you. Right. It really does. And and the one thing we know about this game, we we don't need any extra yeah, pressure, man. Exactly. This thing's way hard enough all by itself. You got that right. So how do you think, Andrew? Is that something you can you can give a shot to? Definitely. I'm definitely gonna remember that, especially the you know, focusing on the fundamentals. Andrew, uh, if there's anything I can help you with, just send me a photo or send me a video. I'm glad to help your game. And the way that we end our Whack and Chase segments are if John and I help you, tell everybody. I mean, call us and tell us how great we are. Tell Meet, our producer here at ESPN, that we are the greatest radio show ever. And if we don't help you, just tell everybody we never met. Will do. This was probably the funnest 10 minutes of my day. (laughs) We appreciate the call, Andrew. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. See ya. See ya. You know, John, those whack and chases are getting fun, and uh, they seem to uh, be picking up a little steam. I hope uh, the people enjoy it. They sure are fun to listen to folks talk about their golf game. I love, I love doing them, and we're getting a little bit more rhythm to them. I think there's uh, some real promise in whack and chase, if you will. All right, so that's going to end another show. Thanks for just as we began. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, two years ago. Beryl, thanks for joining us. I hope uh, it rains tomorrow in Arizona. Meet, uh, thanks for taking good care of us. And come back next week for another version of Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.